0: Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox here from Halos in the infield. And you know what could really help us? You giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. Or when you watch us on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Please leave a comment, whatever you got to do, because it all helps in the algorithm, baby, as we get to this 2023 Angels baseball season with you, the fans, and Halos in the infield. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield. I am your host, Todd Fox, and I'm glad and appreciative and happy and whatever pronoun, noun, or whatever you want to throw in there to have once again back on the show, which hopefully it's more often than not this season in 2023, the one, the only,
1: Courtney. Hi, you pieces of trash. I am so glad to be back with you, Todd.
0: Oh, thank you. We miss you. And we always get people asking about when is Courtney going to come back? When When is she going to call us trash? <laughs>
1: i know i had a lot of personal things going on i'm still in school um and then i had i had a knee injury and i had work uh just a lot of personal stuff so i had to step away for a little bit but i think this year will be the year that i kind of come back i would love to come back full time so i would like to be more frequent again and that way everybody can hear my lovely voice
0: <laughs> there you go and also uh check out uh, your angels perspectives because i mean you, you got some great you got some great perspectives on this team and everyone liked your and valued your opinions uh, over the last season or so. So uh, we're ready to go and uh, we're going to rock it. But before we do, uh, I just want to let everyone know where they could find us. Uh, like if you're if, if you're not watching, if you're watching the YouTube right now, obviously, you know, you know where we're at. But uh, like and subscribe. And because uh, members this year. Are going to be in the running for merchandise and things like that we're going to have giveaways so as long as you're a subscriber that's going to help and then also if uh, wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's iHeartRadio, whether it's apple whether it's google whether it's podbean anchor blah 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 down the line spotify please like and subscribe and give us a five star review it really helps us move up the uh the baseball you know analytics of podcasting so it's weird but five stars and whatever little nice thing you could say always helps out so with the business out of the way, let's get started. And what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about how the Angels are looking in the spring, or you want to get to the World Baseball Classic? Because you did tell me you and your significant other were out there and enjoying yourselves.
1: We were. like, Yeah, let's go ahead and start with the WBC. That was very fun. Um, so we only went for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, right. We thought it was going to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, I had to come back to work. Nick also had to come back to work, for those of you that – um, no, I am still with Nick. So my significant other. So there's that. The Dodger fan. He made it. He's made it this far.
0: <sighs> we didn't think he was going to make the cut, honestly. Once you I mean, Nick is. You know, I don't know the guy yet. I haven't really met him, but you know. When you put the Dodgers in front of his name, or you, you mention Dodgers around the name, I always have to be a little skeptical. So I'm, uh, apologies right there. You know,
1: it's okay. I I didn't think we would make it this far either. <laughs> so me, me, and you both. No, he is still around, but we had a very good time. Um, so we did go to the uh, Mexico and Colombia game, the very first game on Saturday. Um, we were there for the extra innings. Um, mm. I will say uh, that was both of our first time uh, just at Chase Field in general. Okay. Um, and they d- they had the roof over it. So it was the dome environment. It was so much louder because it was the dome. Right. Um, but all the fans, everything was just a, a very good experience. Like I I never thought I would be able to experience something like that. So I'm glad that we were able to go. Yeah, i was Um, going to
0: ask you about that real quick before you move on i'm sorry to interrupt but the atmosphere that's what people are talking about there you know does it you've been have you been to a
1: soccer game yet no i have not been to a soccer game yet i've been to college football games though
0: okay but yeah that's some somewhat similar because they have a different type of you know way to root you got the bands uh maybe chants. was there that kind of stuff going on besides like the noise
1: making and stuff like that so for the Columbia and Mexico game, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that much. It was to me, it was all just noise. Okay. Um, just a lot of noise. I had a lot of noisemakers. Uh, we were in left field actually. So I had a, I had a lady that was like two rows in front of us and she had the, one of those big ass noisemakers <laughs> on a okay. pole Wow, she was swinging that thing around. and I was like, she was getting it though. So I was just like, okay, we had a lot of horns. Um, I so other than just like the Mexico chant, um, I really didn't hear any other chants in that game. Um, because basically we only went to two games for the WBC. We went to Colombia versus Mexico and then we went to USA versus Mexico on Sunday night. And I, I that, heard that one was rowdy. It was rowdy. It was <laughs> so rowdy. So we got there right when the gates opened. They were letting the gates open two hours before the before first pitch.
0: Okay.
1: We were in line at five o'clock and everybody started coming in of course i'm a woman so i wanted to go shopping at the store that's why i went there early uh, just to get like some gear and stuff just as you're walking through just the hallway and everything you already hear team mexico like mexico mexico and i'm just like bro what is happening right now like the game hasn't started we're nowhere close to starting but that's just how excited they were and i was just like you know what that's cool I like it like I like it it was very fun um then then the USA Mexico game of course was sold out mm-hmm. it was jam-packed I will say that for personal and just future reference if anybody is planning on going to a game that is sold out and you know that you're going to be next to people please put deodorant on <laughs> it was Musty as hell I don't know why I don't know who of course but it was musty. And again, dome environment. So all the smells and everything mm. was just staying in. And I was just like, Hit. and I looked at Nick and I looked, I was just like, is it me? And he was like, no. And I, <laughs> and I smelled him and I was like, it's not you. And it's just people around you. So just if you know that you're going to be around people, please put deodorant on and just please smell fresh.
0: Okay? See, and that. And that's a great PSA because I swear to God, I thought with the whole COVID thing and making almost everybody into a germaphobe, we would at least have a five-year type of you know grace period of where people at least showered and you know and took care of themselves, put on deodorant, maybe some you know, some spray, some axe to just, you know, disguise their their own smells because Yeah, I guess we're I guess we're back
1: to normal. <laughs> yeah. We're back to smelling all that funk from everybody. Um, but I will say the section that we sat in, we, so again, we sat in left field. So we were behind uh, Randy Rosarina who um, went off for this WBC and he was interacting with us in left mm. field. Like I have a couple videos. He, he was interacting with the fans. Um, at one point we were just shouting Randy. We were like, Randy, Randy. <laughs> I, and I gotta it, say he's, he's,
0: he's a, he's really, really energetic and charismatic. I mean, that's a Yes. That's a guy that, unfortunately, he's on Tampa, but if MLB would get a hold of him and other players like him and market them, yeah. I mean, it's only better for the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that that was definitely fun to just have those interactions with him and have those couple videos that I have. Um, and, of course, the Angel fan in me was happy to see Sandy starting yeah. on Sunday night. Even though it's against USA, I was happy that he got that start, and I'm I was happy that he did well. Cause I really think that just goes to show like how ready he is in those environments. Cause again, it was very loud in there. And mm-hmm. I think if we can make it this far in the playoffs, I think Sandy would be ready. Like, cause he can maintain and like maintain and handle himself in that type of environment. And I think he carried himself very well.
0: I so. think you're right. I mean, you were there firsthand experience. I mean, he had his slider was just cutting in on, on hitters and uh if he's able to do that against righties like he made trout look foolish up there a few times he would uh, he swung i was telling my dad i'm like well there's ball six because he was you know fouling him off and yeah. i was like you know he was not throwing much in the zone and when he did he froze him so mm-hmm. you know sandy's looking to have a big year as well as otani and we'll get into the angels here in a minute but to finish up on the world baseball classic currently as we're speaking uh trout just came through with a uh he had a triple with an rbi he had a double, uh single right now to drive in two more, so they're back in front over Colombia as we speak. Uh, however, though, you know if they're able to win, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. They play Mexico right in the final of the pool. Um, because Mexico beat Canada today.
1: Mexico did beat Canada, so Mexico punched their ticket already to the quarterfinals. With USA winning, uh, USA would be the number two seed. Uh, okay. Mexico actually took the number one. Um, so both team USA and team Mexico would be going to Miami, um, as far as who they play after that, I believe that Mexico will have to play the number two seed in somebody else's pool
0: mm-hmm. and
1: team USA would have to play the number one seed in somebody else's pool whose pool. I'm not exactly sure, but I don't think USA and Mexico will face off again oh, Okay. And- later on down the line.
0: Because if that's the case,
1: please correct me if I'm wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, it sounds about right. I'm just saying, like, I'm hoping they don't have to play Japan. Japan looks scary. That's, like, the only team where I'm like, damn, dude, the U.S. kind of looks a little, you know, on paper overwhelmed. Yeah.
1: Very weak. And even, like, even now as they're playing their final game and stuff, it's, like, the team batting average, I think, and this is just me personally speaking, I think we almost had too many superstars for it to be a team environment. And that's just me personally speaking. And I also don't think we had enough starting pitching with experience. Like we didn't have enough veterans for us to do well in this tournament. So even like, even if we, I mean, I hope we win. I hope we can pull off this game right now versus Columbia. But I think even if we make it to the quarterfinals, we make it into the further rounds. It's going to show that our pitching and our bullpen is not going to last we don't have enough veterans we don't have enough people with experience
0: yeah i mean you can look at some of these other teams even australian and uh they they have uh you know for them proven starters we don't have those proven starters i mean kershaw bailed out Mm -hmm. um you know i would have loved to see like a verlander some other veterans get in there that you know yeah they've had arm trouble but they've already had those surgeries so you know let them pitch get some more aces out there because japan has all their aces i mean you got you darvish and otani that's enough right there yeah. Um. You know, we're, we're rolling out Lance Lynn and guys like that. So, um. yeah, uh, I think hitting wise, I wasn't, you know, I didn't mind their, their lineup per se and, and their bench and all that. It's just like their bullpen and starting rotation is very questionable. Um, yeah. I, I didn't agree with that. And I also didn't agree with giving a manager, you know, first time at a gig. Uh, the Team USA role, I think they should have went in with a veteran. Like, I would have loved to seen an older veteran that, you know, retired from Major League Baseball but still wants to manage, you know, like uh, if a Bobby Cox was around or someone like that, uh, take a shot at it or even Mike Sosha, you know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it didn't work out that way, but we'll have to see what happens and we're all keeping our fingers crossed. And it's hard to believe this tournament will be over on the 21st already. So there's going to be a bunch of action between now and then. So uh...
1: yeah definitely and I think and I think one thing that I think should be noted is that like we had some of the younger guys volunteer themselves to play for USA one of them being Bobby Witt Jr mm-hmm. and I think it goes to show that I think playing for team USA I think it is respectable it's commendable and everything like that but from a personal standpoint like for Bobby Witt Jr mm-hmm. per se I feel like maybe because he hasn't had too much playing time I like, I personally would have liked to see him with his team other than in the, in the classic. And I, you know, I'm not too sure what made him sign up. You know, of course I'm, I'm glad that he did sign up, but personally, as far as a development stage, I feel like he should have been with his team. That way he can keep getting his at-bats, keep getting his reps, you Mm -hmm. know, because after this tournament is over, whenever it's over for Team USA, you know, now you still have to go back to your respective teams. And it's just like. You know, for Bobby Wood Jr., he hasn't had a lot of reps for this tournament, at least in this pool play. So that kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, it's one way to look at it, too, because I think, you know, as we move on, obviously this year, can, you can see there's more passion. The fans mm-hmm. are more into it. Um, they've missed it. So I just wish this had started about a good 20 years prior to when it did, which was, I think, in the mid 2000s. If it would have started, you know, in the '90s, I think you would have more uh, play for it because, I mean, obviously, it's like soccer; it's only around a few years, and the yeah. buildup is really good. And I think you're seeing more stars enter into the WBC compared to other years because the national pride is taking over. You know, they want to show out for their individual countries, and I love it. I love it, and I love it. Other countries are starting to participate, and it's getting bigger and more competitive. I think it's only going to help grow the game of baseball and get fans more interested in it as where they might not have been because of either bad experiences with baseball. Cause let's just be honest. Baseball hasn't represented itself all that well since the steroid era. So uh, they've got a lot of uh, work to do and this is definitely though a positive direction they're headed.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think it was really great to see great Britain out. I think it's <laughs> me and Nick were talking about it and I didn't know Great Britain even had a team and not <laughs> not, not saying that to be disrespectful yeah. in the slightest bit, but like, I didn't know Great Britain had a team. And then I also, I knew Canada had a team, but to me, I was like, isn't Great Britain and Canada under the same, I know it's not a democracy, but like queen or King now, like how, how do you have two separate teams? But that's just <laughs> me being stupid. Like I, so I think cool. they're going by
0: continent, but you're technically right.
1: Like, I'm just like, you're under the same umbrella here. Like, how do you have two separate teams? But it's great that they came. You know, I'm glad they qualified because I think that was the qualifying team for our pool. So, hey, they made it. So I'm going to go ahead and shut up. So it's okay.
0: Well, it's pretty funny. I don't know if you saw it, but, you know, they have the most unimaginative jerseys, though. You know, next time they really need to put some effort into them. Because I don't know if you saw the other day the closer he was out there.
1: Yeah, the tee was falling. Yeah, off. it fell off. So I mean, yeah. come on, man. I uh, think I seen a meme. It said somebody opened a word document and put just put Great Britain in it, and they said slap it on a jersey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they just like, oh, got no. some guys up the street. Can you play baseball? And they sent them over there. So, I don't know.
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I don't even know if they have their own league. Because there's there's a um, like the other day, I found out that uh, Japan has professional football and I saw some highlights of it. And I'm like, I never knew they had professional football nice
1: to me. I, you, I find something new out every day. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's the whole baseball thing there, too. I didn't know they had a professional leagues or semi pro over there. So that's pretty cool, though.
1: That's actually really cool. And I think I do remember one of the announcers saying that Great Britain actually doesn't have a professional league. So like when it comes to things like this, um, or the players that they pick, they're, they don't have like a season, like they don't have a professional team to pick from, you know, they can't necessarily go around and recruit. It's like literally one of those things where like, hey, we're having tryouts for great Britain who wants to play like, and if you can play, you're on the team. There you go. So, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully this does expand for great Britain, you know, maybe they can develop some type of professional league or, you know, some type of um, even amateur league, you know, for guys to come out and show what they got.
0: Yeah. Cause last thing I'll say about great Britain is that they're able to, like, if you have, any kind of nationality in your background of like, say, for instance, living over there, family members or whatever, they're able to draw you out, even if you're playing in the minors, because several of their players do play in the minors here, but they've, uh, or a few of them have anyway, but but what they do is they, they're like, oh, you have you know ties to Great Britain or the continent. Yeah. come on over you know so it's their yeah. to I showcase think it was,
1: i think it's two or three generations that they allow you to like go back yeah um, i didn't know i think it's trace thompson mm. like i was like who in his family is british like what how did you fall in line because he's a heifer like me so i was just like sir who <laughs> where did your bloodline fly, fall to where you can be british
0: but yeah you just don't know nowadays. I mean, people have some weird backgrounds or weird ties to certain things because people look at me and they're like, "Wait, you're twenty five percent Native American?" I'm all, "Yes, yes, I am." Yeah. You know, it's it just uh, <laughs> you get tied back. You know, like I go back two generations with with, with that. So, but uh, but yeah. Um, so the World Baseball Classic, it's start. You know, it's in full swing, and we're gonna be hitting the uh, the knockout tournament here really soon, which is really cool. Now let's talk about our halos, you know, why people came on here in the first place and our expertise, so to speak. Um, what do you think? Cause we haven't gotten, obviously this is your first time on this season. It what is. is, what is your overall opinion on Perry's off season of additions and um, how do you see this team moving forward?
1: I think this could be a better year for us. I don't necessarily want to call it a playoff here. Oh. And it's not I'm not trying to say that to like be a hater or anything. Mm. I still don't think pieces are going to fall in line for us. Um I know one of the big topics right now was who's going to be our fourth outfielder like who's going to be our fourth outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally still do not like Joe Adele. I feel like we should have had him on the trading block. I don't like his routes. I I don't care how many home runs he can hit right now in spring training. I do not like that man. I do not want him to be our fourth outfielder whatsoever. Um, other than that, I think, who else do we get? Brett Phillips. What, I think he finally hit his first home The first hit and let alone it was a home run yesterday Mm -hmm. um I think before that he was like going zero for 12 with like seven strikeouts so I mean Brett Phillips is good with the kids with the fan base I think everybody remembers him being the airplane guy for the Rays so that I I love that for us I guess (laughs) because we're known for killing people so there's that but (laughs) other than that i don't see how brett phillips is really going to help us as far as on the field or in the lineup um i do like hunter renfro i do like that addition mm-hmm. um i think that's going to help out a lot definitely um and i believe we move taylor ward over to left um instead of having him in right yeah so, renfro's
0: going to be in right
1: yeah so i i mean i do like that move um i look I honestly think Taylor Ward scarred himself from running into the wall on right field. So maybe moving him over to left will be a little bit uh little bit nicer for him. It's a shorter wall.
0: Yeah, he found um, the one, the one metal rod in the entire wall.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <He> found- <laughs> so maybe if he just deals with the shorter ones at our home stadium, he'll be fine. Yes. Um, but I think other than that, um I think a lot of focus is going to be on Otani. And I think it's going to be too much of a focus to where I don't want to see the I don't want to necessarily say the team is going to break down, but it's almost going to look like we're trying too hard.
0: We're, we're yeah. definitely have a lot of pressure. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. And
1: I don't know if we can handle that pressure. Um, I know Mike Trout, um, even in a couple of interviews that he did when he got to spring training, um, you know, like Trout is fully aware that he hasn't been to a playoff in how many years you know, and he's aware of the Otani situation. Um, And it's almost like we're all too, too aware of it, if that's a thing. Um, And I don't, it's almost like, are we winning because we don't wanna lose Otani or are we winning because we're actually a winning caliber team? And then at that point, if we do start winning, how come we weren't winning before? Because in, in all honesty, I really didn't see any more additions other than the outfielders that we added, and then we added the pitcher from the Dodgers, um, Anderson. Anderson. Um, I. Who else did we add?
0: Like, um, well, we got what's his name from um, Jury. Yeah, Drury from uh, the Padres, and he's been killing. He, he's an infielder, outfielder. Got Gio yeah. Urshela. Uh, Urshela, I, I really like.
1: Um, I do like Urshela. Yeah. Okay. So i'm a little bit i'm a little bit rusty i honestly haven't been following as- no, no, no it's okay because because my take
0: on it has been you know like they really didn't upgrade the bullpen as much it's sort of like hey let's bring back who we got maybe add Estevis from colorado and that's basically what they did yeah um, you know the starting rotation looks solid i'm not scared about that i don't think they're going to be as hot as they were last year i could be wrong but but i think they're going to be good enough to be playoff caliber because they were last year well, mm-hmm. I'm impressed by the hitting in the bench. Um, so that's why I'm 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 optimistically calling for a wild card this year. Okay. Um, but it's just like you said though, that Otani freaking cloud.
1: It's like a black cloud, and it's yes. low and steady.
0: And I like what you said when you said, Are we gonna be winning for the Angels as a collective team, or are we gonna be like, hey man, we gotta win two out of three because Otani. You know yeah. like that I don't know. I don't want, I don't want that to be our battle cry, bro.
1: And then don't. I'm also trying to think about it. I mean, Oh, this is the psychology in me. But like,
0: <laughs> That's what you did major. in.
1: I know it's cause I'm a woman. And, but also Otani. Don't get me wrong. The guy's a unicorn. And obviously he, he deserves whatever money anybody is willing to throw at him. I don't, I Correct. don't even care at this point. You could th- throw change at him. I don't care. But you, I personally, like if I, if for whatever reason, God bless me with the talents of Otani, I would not want to be on a team where I felt like I had to carry this team on my back for 162 games. Yeah. I would want a team that can match my, not necessarily match my caliber, but help me out. And other than Trout being our captain and our Lord and Savior, I don't know who else can lead our team. Because Rendon is going to tear his vagina at game 70. I know it.
0: (laughs) That's the over-under. Can he make 100 this year? No. (laughs) You didn't even hesitate.
1: At least least pretend to think that you were going to like, hmm. (laughs) Oh, no. And... (laughs) No, he's not making it. He's not making it to 100 games. But also, even with Trout, he's getting old. Mm -hmm. Trout's getting old. He's been in the league for over 10 years now. Like, he is getting old. And, you know, he's already had a couple injuries. I'm not trying to say that he is injury prone, but he's just getting older. I don't know if Otani really does want to deal with a team that cannot keep up with him consistently
0: yep and you, you gotta know? think and, how, how long think, can he pitch and hit at the same time
1: yeah and i don't think money is the issue because i'm pretty sure arty is lovely Artie because we couldn't get rid of him <laughs> i'm pretty sure Artie will throw whatever money it is at otani and i don't think it is necessarily about the money with otani i think it's just about the ethic it's about you know what can this team <sighs> genuinely help me and help and help the team can the team help me and then can i can i help the team and i feel like if otani stays with us it's like i am the team like and not necessarily in a selfish way but it's just like he really does put the team on his back majority of the season how how long can you do that honestly
0: i agree and here's my take on it real quick and i i mean that's that's a great take as far as like Him wanting to be the man, maybe he wants to go somewhere where he could share that role or he doesn't have to be the the end-all, be-all. Although, if you're pitching and hitting, you kind of are regardless. But the thing is, with a new owner, I think we all knew that owner would make first business to not let him test free agency, to throw the money at him, to get him signed. Artie believes different, obviously. Now, he turned down $3 billion, an offer, for $3 billion for the Angels, which was significantly more than what he thought. He was going to get in the first place like he thought max would be 2.5 and they throw on another 500 million dollars but it's just when i think about it when a player says i'm going to test free agency there's not too many times that he comes back to the original organization i mean it's 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 got to be less than 30 percent in my mind um yeah
1: like it's it's almost like a, a warning like yeah. hey, <laughs> I'm more than likely leaving. And it's just like, and I think we need to prepare ourselves for that because in quite on, in all honesty, what are the angels gonna do if Fotani leaves?
0: Well, they <laughs> it's basically going back to the drawing board. I mean, you've got pieces in place, but you look at their roster, and outside of Rendon, Trout, and a few others, you got guys that have won arbitration cases on one year deals. I mean, you you've got a brand new roster. And yeah. now you don't have an ace, and now you don't have one of your best hitters. So, I mean, you can you can make the playoffs this year with Otani if they hold on to him. Yeah. Then, but then what? Like you said, like, it's back to the freaking drawing board.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it sucks being in that position, and it sucks that the Angels have put themselves in that position because I know there have been years where we, where we could have – been closer to the playoffs we could have just done higher in the rankings like we we could have just done better and we didn't and it I think it all falls it's it can start in the head offices and it just trickles all the way down and first of all Artie needs to go I was again I was highly upset for this I
0: yeah I don't think anybody was happy with that Nobody was happy with that. And 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 I think it's gonna be something where we're gonna be focusing on that all year. And there's only one
1: that and I mean, I we sign coaches to one year deals. I think Nevin is on a one year deal for us being for being head coach for us. So I mean, we just we don't we don't have a core. Yeah. We don't have a core. We have Mike Trout. We have Otani and Trout, and that's it. And I no longer count Rendon because he's used more tampons than me.
0: So, <laughs> well, well the court. here's the thing, too. I, I got to say you know, the last 15, 20 years, it's one thing to be an organization that wants to win and tries to win and does it the right way by getting players. Maybe they have to spend a little more to get those set players into your organization because maybe the venue's not good. Or, you know, I mean, like there's there's just certain ways that certain teams have to do things to to compete unless you're the Yankees or Dodgers where players come to you. But I think the Angels have put themselves in a spot because back in the day, players would want to play here in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. But it has changed under Artie Moreno. And because of the way the team has not been competitive and they throw the money at the wrong people. And what if you sign a four-year, five-year deal expecting to win when they're not building around you? You're just floundering, and your career suffers too. So the player in the in the end needs to think about their future too. Like I want to be able to be on a team that's consistently making the playoffs or around the playoffs. I don't want to be on a sub-500 team over and over and me be the only guy doing a thing, which is what Otani's facing right now. So in all actuality, everything you mentioned with the one-year deals with the managers and the players and, and all this other stuff – there's really no long-term plan in place. Whereas, if an owner would have bought this team instead of Artie, then you can take that owner, have a meeting with everyone from top to bottom, and say, "Look, this is our goal to be here in five years. This is our goal to have a championship." Blah blah. This is what we're going to do. With Artie, it's just like, "Well, Artie staying in business." It's like, "Well, he doesn't really tell anybody what's going on." And what we've known for the Angels the last few years, it's one-year deals. It's you know. We're not getting the cream of the crop free agents visiting, even visiting Anaheim.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Nobody wants to come to dusty ass Anaheim <laughs> to see our dusty old stadium that hasn't been renovated in I don't know how long. Um and there's that and yeah, like you we need to oh my God, it sounds like we need to make ourselves marketable to teams now. Like simply just having Otani and having Trout. And quite honestly, I'm not even going to be considering Otani just because we don't know if we're going to keep him or if he's going to stay, I should say. Like, so really it's just like, just being Mike Trout's teammate is not enough to make somebody come play for you. Like that that sounds stupid. That sounds so stupid. And, but there's also... I think because of how much money is being thrown, not necessarily just our team. Look at these huge contracts. I think Machado just signed his. Like everybody's looking for big money.
0: I don't think it's going to last very long, to be honest with you.
1: I hope it doesn't, because I've. It's honest. I think it's personally wrecked the game, and the only team that I see not doing that is the Braves, and they've kept their core guys and all their core guys have 5 to 6 year deals five, 5 to 7 year deals i think there's only one person that has a 10 year deal and that was Austin Riley but all those guys took 5 to 7 year deals worth not even millions of dollars necessarily but just they're
0: all under 200 which is which is yeah amazing
1: they're all under 2 Acuña um Albies up everybody everybody and that's their core that that is their core and they they're going to keep them together for the next five to seven years. That's amazing. We can't do that. We yeah. can't do that. But I also think that's the type of environment that the Braves have because if it wasn't for Freddie Freeman's agent being the asshat, Freddie Freeman would have also been there, too.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you could tell by the contract he took with the Dodgers. He could have got a lot more with the Dodgers, but he he took an Atlanta Braves type contract with the with the Dodgers.
1: Yes, but that's also just the type of personality and players that they developed in Atlanta to not take big money. You know what? We just want to have a good team. We just want to win championships. We don't care about the money necessarily.
0: Well, like I think with them and I think you bringing up that organization, they also have incentives with, with advertising. So they'll they'll probably yeah. kick in some money on the side for, for – advertisements. I mean, that's the way to go. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Like I wish major league baseball was somewhat close to the NFL where they had a floor for how much you have to spend and then a threshold for how much you can't go over. You know, there has to be severe penalties instead of just paying back a few million here and there. That's chump change. You know what I mean? By going over the the damn luxury tax um, it, it's it had your point is hundred percent on it's hurt the game of baseball with these fat contracts and most of these players don't live up to them. Number one. And number two, it's just, it's when you get signed guys like that, the ticket prices go up for the fans and that's not what you want. You want to fill out the state. You want to keep the ticket prices as affordable as you can for families.
1: There's ticket prices and being an athlete myself, I'm just looking at it at an athlete point of view. Mm. I, for instance, when, when you're getting recruited in college, I've, I was getting recruited as a middle schooler. Some of the big top colleges, Florida, UCLA, they recruit seventh, seventh to eighth graders, and you know they just verbal them. And of course, during that time, you're just playing for a tuition scholarship. So you're playing for roughly a fifty thousand dollar degree. Let's just let's just say, but you're trying to sign somebody with an idea in their head that they're going to keep playing for the next four to eight years without an injury or without any personal things happening to them or without any other circumstances. And you don't know that me, uh, as most may know, I tore my ACL. Mm -hmm. I was done. I thought I was going to play my entire four years and I didn't. And that's just four years of college. And I couldn't even make it, you know, we shut. we signed trout to, I think it was a 12, 13 year deal. Mm -hmm. That man is old. That man is old. And he's (laughs) an outfielder at that. And I'm not trying to say that to demean him or degrade him. Playing 162 games, playing an outfield, running around, running your ass off, it's a lot. It's a lot. And that's not including your extra practices, your extra workouts. And then personal life. He's probably chasing that kid around his house. It's just, you don't know. So these huge deals are just... not only hurting teams, but just hurting the player in itself, because you don't you don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think it's honestly awful. Like when Machado says, I don't know if Machado was necessarily looking for a huge deal, like the 10 to 12 year deal, um, or if he was just looking for the money aspect of it. Either way, I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb because. I think he's already in his thirties. I think he's thirty or thirty-one, maybe, maybe late twenties. I could be wrong, so please correct me. But do you really think that man is going to be playing third base until he's forty years old? No, no. Like who... we've seen somebody do that. His name is Albert Pujols, <laughs> and clearly, he could not do it. So,
0: big don't deal. you dare soil the great name of Albert Pujols,
1: <laughs> sir. <laughs> Don't you dare start with me.
0: (laughs) It's like the St. Louis uh, version of uh, Albert Pujols. That man could do no wrong. The Anaheim one, we're all, that guy's a piece of crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're like this old man. He can mop the floor. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) And we have him for another 10 years in our offices. That's so great. He's out there
0: instructing our hitters as we speak.
1: Oh, I love that. Launch angle
0: yeah <laughs> the only, look the only thing i'll say about this year's squad in the minors which has been a little bit different the home runs haven't been emphasized as much they're getting a lot more hits um yes. you know the the hitting instructors the, uh, yeah i know they came from the yankees and everything we'll, we'll see how they do but the fact they brought in guys like darren erstad uh you had Tori hunter yes. um, you've had quite a few angels alumni out there not just being there for the day but spending so far a couple of weeks in there in spring training and talking to these guys and these younger players soaking it up, even the vets soaking it up, I think that's a that's a really good change of momentum for this organization that they haven't shown in quite some time.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's a good – it's a good start. It's a good yes. start for us definitely because, um, I mean, I've been an Angel fan since I was young. And I can honestly, I don't remember the last time, like any alumni has really been spending time, you know, with our guys, spring training or mid season or whatever, you know, helping them, giving them tips, anything like that. So I definitely think this is a good, it's a good start to, I don't want to necessarily say repair, but just build relationships, mm-hmm. build relationships that were definitely not there before. Um and I I hope our young guys can take in that information because I know guys like Tori Hunter, you know, Darren Erstadt, they all they have a lot of information. And it's not like they were weak ass players either. Like those those are our, some of our greats. So yes. they need to take in that information, whatever information they have. I would I would lick their bathwater if I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have went there. I was about ready to compliment them saying, well, they've forgotten more baseball than they know than we know. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna lick their back
1: bathwater. Like, okay. Yeah. I will lick their bath water. That's how great they are. Like, I I don't care. Just be there. Just just soak in the moment. Just soak in, soak in all of it.
0: Apparently you want to soak in a lot. Of it. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, look, we're, you know, even though you're not calling them a playoff team, I, I can tell in your voice and everything and, and the things you've said, you're optimistic about this team. The the, yeah. the division the division outside of Oakland's going to be much more competitive this year. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston's going to be doing Houston things. Seattle's going to be right there, and then you got Texas. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, I still think they're going to start good and then fall in their face, but we'll see. And then you got us. You know, a lot to play for, a lot of pressure. Um, so we'll see. It's it's definitely going to be a very competitive very interesting season. We don't have 19 games versus our division opponents because we now have a balanced schedule where it's NBA style where we're playing every team. Mm -hmm. So, um, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's going to be a change, but hopefully the angels can be that team that moves with a change and doesn't fall behind. Cause I think there's gonna be a couple teams that are going to struggle with a new format, things of that nature.
1: Yeah. I definitely think the new format is going to be interesting. Um, just from hitter from a hitter standpoint pitching standpoint, um that pitch clock is gnarly I me and me and Nick we so on Sunday um we went to the Cubs and Brewers spring training game, nice. so we actually seen the pitch clock in action um I don't think we've seen a violation. I think we're we're getting pretty late into it now or most people are getting used to it um, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the pitch clock. I don't think I
0: like it. It's how long was the game, by the way?
1: Well, we left in the sixth because oh. I got sunburned for one. I didn't bring sunscreen and I forgot that I'm half white. So
0: girl, I... you got to remember the white side of yourself. We burned very fast.
1: Yeah, I got burned really fast. <laughs> So we left in the sixth, and then that's when they took out all the starters anyway. Like, they took out Dansby Swanson, they took out Yelich. So okay. it kind of just didn't matter. But Nick went – when first pitch started, he went up and got a beer, and he got me a margarita. Mm-hmm. I He was probably only gone 10 minutes, or at least it felt like only 10 minutes. He already missed two innings, and I was like – Jesus. Jesus. I was like, well, damn. Like, what, what happened here? And I mean, he didn't miss anything, but that the game is going by quicker, but my issue with the pitch clock, and we probably won't see it now. Like we probably won't see it at the beginning, but I know in high pressure situations, like maybe if the game is on the line or like, you know, base is loaded, two outs, you got a three, two count as a hitter. I want my time, Mm -hmm. like, and not necessarily to waste time. Like I'm not trying to waste anybody's time. You just want to be in the right mindset. You know, you want to look at, you want to read your defense. You want to see what your defense is giving you. You know, the, the hitter actually has less time to get ready than the pitcher does. And everybody's like, oh, pitchers are taking too long. The hitter has almost no time at all. Like if there's nobody on base, the pitcher has a 15 second time clock. The hitter has to be ready by that eight second mark. So you mean to tell me a hitter needs to be ready in seven seconds? Yeah. I don't even take that fast during T work. Like, you, how am I supposed to be ready in seven seconds facing a live pitcher? You got me fucked up. You got me messed up. <laughs> so, you know, and then you get in playoff situations, you know, that Philly stadium. Imagine the pitch clock in, a, in the Phillies environment, like with Bryce Harper's at bat. Do you really think that something like that is is helping the game, helping the fans, like helping, helping any of that. So I think at the beginning of the season, I don't think we'll see an issue with the pitch clock cause it's really not going to matter. I know in high pressure situations, especially towards the end of season, it's going to become a big issue. And I, can, I, yeah. I am, I am ready for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're ready to criticize. Yes. But that's, oh. that's, that's good. I mean, it's good that you're looking out of it cause you're, Dude, look at how many times you see these games, Yankee Stadium, Dodger Stadium, whatever, playoff times and these pitchers take a minute to look at their catcher and they're they're looking for the right sign. They shake off a lot because yes, it's a huge pitch. And the hitters yeah. up there are like, "Okay, what's coming next? Um, you know, he threw a slider last mm-hmm. time. He usually goes to a changeup on this one." It's a mental game, it's a head game, and now you're you're asking them to like you said speed that up in an unnatural form. That's going to be yeah, it's going to cause some issues for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think I think overall I want to say Angels will finish, you know, I'm hoping top 3. Like I really am hoping that they will finish top 3. I want to say that we'll take that wild card spot. I cannot commit to that fully. I I do think we will do better. I want to say that, you know, we'll we'll have a solid coaching staff. We're not going to go through a coaching change, you know. Hopefully Nevin doesn't get fired, knock on wood. Hopefully we don't go through a 13-game a losing streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hopefully we don't go, go through another year of injuries. Um, if all things work in our favor, I can definitely see us being a playoff team. Um, I just – I I cannot say I can commit to that fully yet, um, which sucks. Which so- sucks, but I do think it's there, but just oh. – I'm so used to the heartbreak.
0: No, it's okay, because like you said, the heartbreak, you're conditioned now to not expect too much from the team. I'd say if this was 2009, 2010, we'd be like, playoffs, come on, man. Just sign us up already. We're already going to be there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the last eight years, I could totally get on board with that. I've had my hopes and dreams dashed, or, or just when you see your opening day starter, Trevor Cahill, you're all, yeah, we're fucked. You know what I mean? So there's, there's really. Yay. Yeah. Oh, Andrew. Lord Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Lord Bundy. There, There's your guy. <laughs> I had such high hopes. You sure <laughs> did until he literally vomited those hopes all over Yankee Stadium.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was fun. That was so fun. Oh, my God. That...
0: <laughs> Poor Bundy. He <sighs> should go what back to selling shoes. I
1: think. What oh. happened? I think he's with the twins now. Oh, yeah, wow. he's
0: with the twins. Yeah, so we'll see what happens over there. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on the team? We we delve into a lot the WBC, the Angels, and then you know their hopes. And you're you're going to be on right when we do a roundtable. I think we're going to get everyone together for the official prediction show.
1: What well, we're doing a roundtable when? Yep. Um, sure, I'll be there. Um, let me see oh catching uh the kid the child uh yes oh happy he's a child somebody's gonna push him over i know it (laughs) i i just know it no i i do think he did really good though um i've seen a couple games that he was catching um i think he threw a couple people out which is really great um even when he had a couple of nasty blocks um he was able to like you know gather himself so that was pretty good um because Stasi, uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Stasi anymore. And I think my only issue with it is I'm still looking for the old like the old school catcher that can hit dingers.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I know we haven't had that in a while, like in a long while. And it makes me so frustrated to see Martin Maldonado win two World Series with the Astros. But I can see why they did that because the rest of their lineup carries him. Like oh, yeah, needed a catcher. That that's all that they needed. We needed a hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, which we thought we had and and we do not consistently. Um so I I think hop. I think O'Hop I think gets the start on starting on opening day.
0: I hope so because I mean he I think he just can per produce a better at bat whether he's walking or getting hits even if he's not hitting home runs right away till he finds his groove um i, I think just having a, a hitter or a catcher in the lineup that can hit is, is yeah. something because we all know statue Stassi what he earned that for and uh you know he could work a count but he uh, he never swings when he has the opportunity to and when he does it's usually into a double play as well so um
1: yeah there's that um I don't think Rendon makes it to 80 games. I think I said 70 earlier. I'll push it to 80. I don't think he makes it past 80 games.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh Rendon doesn't make it past 80 games. My guy Walsh. I'm kind of hurt. That was my guy.
0: Um But they're taking away the shift though. So I'm 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 betting on his numbers getting better this year.
1: They are taking away the shift, but I don't know. See, I, I don't know about that either cuz I'm paying you meal millions. I, we are paying these guys millions. And you mean to tell me that not one of you could figure out to just bunt down third baseline. It's
0: called ego men have it. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I do too. I've and- always said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate men. Uh,
1: men. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my cheese bowl men. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so yeah taking away the shift you're gonna see a lot of lefties have have those hits back um who is it joey gallo i think um olsen walsh being one of them
0: mm-hmm. but
1: still i think it's just one of those things like as a hitter especially as a p- professional since we're calling them professionals you that's just something you should have learned just adapt adapt or die as Moneyball says and we all died and we just instead of just making them work for it we're like nope we're just gonna take it away we're gonna make it easy like no it's that that's stupid but it's fine whatever but i hope walsh has a better season because i know he started off hot i think he even had a cycle and then he just kind of just petered out because he had what was wrong with him a uh, uh, thoracic
0: or he had some sort of I think back issue or hip issue towards the end of the year, but I think mm-hmm. that they were just like you know you're batting 208, just sit down, you know, just <laughs> yeah. take a seat. Yeah, he he, he <laughs> could not hit his way off a ball. I mean, because the guy can, he's been proven to hit the left field, but his, you could tell the end of the season, his whether it was an injury or not, his confidence was shattered as well. Um, he he could not go the other way. Um, he kept pulling right into the shift every single time. So,
1: yep so uh there's that let me see who are we gonna have at short because i know we have is short
0: issue um uh, yeah we,
1: we have renifo we have Ursula. we have fletcher uh, if he can um
0: finish strong but i don't with the people that we brought in i don't think he's gonna make it you got drury who who could play short or third so They got a lot of options, and it's just going to be interesting to see who makes the roster opening day, because there's going to be a couple guys who can actually play on major league rosters as a starter that are going to be in AAA.
1: There's that, and I just don't want us to get into the hole of having too much utilities, Mm -hmm. because I do think it is important to have a core. Like If you're going to have an infield, keep them there. Unless they're genuinely hurt or you obviously need to switch somebody out for whatever reason. But if like, don't keep switching out like Renhefo and Fletcher, just keep one. Just keep one there until they genuinely fuck up too many times, sorry. Or they just, you know, get hurt or something. Like, I don't don't like the idea of having too many utilities because it's just like, you never get used to having that chemistry on the field. Um, I know like as an outfielder, that was important to me and even to my middle, at least my middle infielders. Cause if we're trying to hit a cutoff, you know, we need to know, or at least my middle infielders needed to know how good of an arm we had, how good of an arm they have, you know, that's something that only team chemistry can build. And that's consistently playing together. You know, if you keep switching out Renheful and Fletcher or Drury and Fletcher, you know, Oh, Hoppy, if he's taking in a throw at home, he's never going to get used to, you know, Fletcher throwing at him or Drewie throwing at him just because they're always getting switched out. Sure. So I do think once we find that core, keep it for a long time, please.
0: See, these are the kind of things that you're bringing up that's going to either keep Nevin or get him fired. Because if he's able to figure out the things you're talking about and have something productive on a nightly basis, then, yeah, he'll keep his job. And, and and that's going to be his role and, and the other coaches on that staff, to get the right outfield combination, the right infield combination, the right benches, the, you know, all that stuff. So there's a lot to dive into, and we're going to get into more of it on our next show. And like I said, we're I I'll get with you and I'll announce when we're going to do the um the roundtable because I know Fernando's kicking that around. He's trying to get Dominique, James, Randy, and a few others on to talk I all things. Here. Thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. See? We got her back. And now you fans get to know that you are
1: trash. You're you trash.
0: All of you are trash. See, we're I think I think we're gonna have to make some sort of like I have to have Randy put your face on Oscar the Grouch or something, or you know, something yes. set, you know, pointing at the fans saying you're trash. So.
1: <laughs> yes, please. I would greatly appreciate that. <laughs>
0: all right so for todd fox and courtney thank you so much for tuning in and again like and subscribe to the youtube and uh there's bonuses there for doing that and there's going to be any live that we do is going to go straight over to youtube so if you miss it and you say damn we missed a live it was on youtube or it was on or it was on the um you know instagram or whatever it's right there on youtube as a replay so there you go any uh words to the fans before we go
1: Good night, asshats.
0: All right. (laughs)